And so I want to read a scripture to you in John chapter 17. John chapter 17, verse 3. And while you're looking that up, I'm so blessed today. Last night was the final performance of the great Passion Play. We had a big crowd, and we have had a big offering and people giving toward our debt reduction up there. And when I started, it was the debt there was $2.6 million, and we've got it down now uh, where we have a donor that's about to give 130000 and then we have raised money to match that and even more than that. So uh, at the end of this year, we're going to have all our bills paid and money in the bank, and the debt's going to be down to $1.8 million from 2.6. Now, you might say, well, sounds like you just care about the money. No, but let me tell you, when that weight is on your shoulders, you're sure thrilled when a little of it is lifted. And I also want to report that the number one thing, the number one thing about the Passion Play is that we have seen hundreds and hundreds of people accept Jesus Christ on the grounds Amen. in the last few years. And we get letters back about people that accepted Christ and shared with their church and showed the DVD and how it changed everything. You know, when you see it with your own eyes, it just changes the way you read the Bible. And so that's one arm of our ministry. The other one is the Gospel Station Network. And Rick Cody, who's up in the booth, has programmed the Gospel Station Network. That means uh, the music, the mix, the, uh, the way it comes out uh, over the radio. And he now has, get this, the number one gospel format on the planet, according to Google. Five times more downloads than any other gospel format on the app. And that is right here in our church. Rick Cody has done that. Sharla has managed the money for the Gospel Station Network. And we get, th get this. We just, under her good management, you know how I get to manage it? I get one blank gospel station check I can carry in my wallet. <laughs> kind of like Barney Five. <laughs> she has managed this, and she just took the bank $75,000 to pay down on our mortgage. <laughs> the World Mission Team, Mike and Jan, uh, they have had COVID in their family, so they've been staying away from church for two or three weeks, but they're all doing great. They're all totally recovered. And under their direction, I'm sorry they're not here to hear it, but under their direction, we have evangelized in over a dozen countries. We have built 12 churches in foreign countries. We've assisted with acquiring buildings for 10 churches in the United States. We have built uh, 18 homes for widows and orphans, and we have 796,000 people have accepted Christ.
That's right here out of this little church in the middle of nowhere. You think that's God? It's got to be. And this church has never failed to have church through COVID. We have seen over 30 people, 31, I think, accept Christ and most be baptized. Neil is the last one, the latest. Raise your hand, Neil. He barely doesn't want to raise his hand. There he is. He accepted Christ last week, and he's next on the baptized list. And uh, I'm proud, praying for him, proud of him for taking that step. Not only that, but our financial state is okay. I mean, it could have just really, you know, churches everywhere going under. Ministries everywhere going under. Our financials here at the church are all right. When, uh, when we closed the Three Crosses ministry and sold the property, we set 50000 aside in a savings. And we've been trying to raise $50,000 to go with it as a matching. And we're almost there. I think we're around 40000 on that. And so we still need to get about 10000 And when we do, we're going to take $100,000 and we're going to pay the principal and renegotiate our note at a much lower interest rate. And that's coming real soon. And so maybe this is a little bit of a, a State of the Union Valley address. I'm not sure, but uh, I think it's important for you to know what's going on. Because, guys, we need to vote for Jesus. And all over the United States, people need to seriously think about voting for church, Jesus, the Bible, for God the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. People need to vote that to be number one priority in their life. And things that have got us distracted in our life, we need to find a way to cut those loose so that we can focus on the Lord. And it's not easy. I can't do it for you. God can tell you, though, if you'll ask, 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 listen, listen, listen. And so in, in John chapter 17, verse 1, he says, These words spoke Jesus, and he lifted up his eyes to heaven, and he said, Father, the hour is near. Glorify thy Son, that thy son may glorify thee. You see, it's not wrong for us to ask God to glorify our church because our church glorifies Jesus. Right. Now, that what does glorify mean? It means promote, lift up, uh, brag about. That's what it means. It's okay to brag on church if the church is bragging on Jesus. It's okay for God to... It's okay to pursue success in your life because you know you're going to lift up Jesus with whatever success God gives you. Those are illustrations, but they're principles you can apply to your life no matter how young or old you are. It goes on to say, as thou hast given him power over all flesh. Now this is Jesus talking about himself. Jesus calling himself him. All right, he's talking to God so he's in third person. Jesus said, just like you have given him power over all flesh. 
Jesus has power over all flesh. What's flesh? The human race. The human race. And so sometimes we think if Jesus has power over all the human race, then why do human beings do such bad things? Because Jesus will not force us into spiritual slavery. He gives us free will. He wants people to be free. He wants people everywhere to be free, spiritually and physically. Amen? And this is what America's all about. America, in the early days, messed a lot of things up. And guess what? We still are. Does that mean that God doesn't love us? No. It means people need to love God and vote for Jesus. And so it says, this is life eternal. That they may know the only true God. And Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Jesus talking about himself. Jesus the Messiah is what that means. In other words, people, people weren't sure that he really was the Messiah. And he's saying, if people will know you, then they'll know who I am too. If people will realize that you are the only true God, these false gods, these idols, these other religions are not real. Not eternally. They may be real in this flesh, but they're not real eternally. They're going to perish. They're going to be cast into the lake of fire. But only the soul of those who follow the one true living God and his son, the Messiah, will live forever. This is life eternal. That's why he said it that way. And so that's not a message of hate. Talking about other religions like that is not hate. We're saying, follow Jesus, vote for Jesus, live for Jesus, right? And so, of those 800,000 almost people accepted Christ through the world mission team, probably over half of those were of other religions. And this is our job to win people over to Jesus Christ. We can't save them. We can't save one. I cannot save one soul. Daddy used to say, well, son, if you and me could save souls, we're going to set us up a roadblock on I-40. <laughs> and guess what? We can't save one soul but we can lead them to the one who can. Amen. And we can be a good example for him in our life. And so he says this to God. He says, I have glorified thee on earth. I have finished the work that you gave me to do. I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Lord, when am I ever going to get finished? <laughs> and 
I'm looking forward to the finish line. I'm looking forward. I don't know how long I'll be here, and guess what? None of us do. We have no promise of tomorrow. Right now, people are dying of COVID, but they are dying of all kinds of things, like always. I mean, there's always been disease. There's always been death. There's always been accidents. There's always been, you know, sickness of some kind. So it's not anything new. But we're being manipulated to fill our lives with fear. And I want to say to you, I've got a few notes that I mentioned earlier. If you take notes, here they are. I quote my dad a lot because really he was the only preacher I grew up listening to. Except on Sunday mornings before church, I would listen to Rick Sumbart and Ma Damey. And I loved Rex Humbart, that little child. I, I remember when I was really young, I don't know, seven or eight years old, I had got some money or something for my birthday, and I put $7 in an envelope, wrapped it all up, and addressed it to Rex Humbart and sent it to him. And that was the first time I ever gave like that. And you know what? I, it felt so good, I got hooked on it. And then uh, later I started listening to Billy Graham, and he would always say, now we have this booklet, it's free. If you want to give an offering, that's up to you. So I started doing that. And so I, I might have been the youngest supporter of TV evangelists in the United States. But I didn't look at it that way because you know why? Those two men were preaching the gospel. They were preaching the gospel. And God started blessing me. You know what? Money did not rain down from heaven into my yard. And it didn't magically show up in my mailbox. You know what showed up? About 10 people wanting me to mow their grass. Huh? Somebody wanting me to come clean their fence row out. God gives opportunity to those who will work. And guess what? He'll give you more and more and more and more and more. When you give and follow him. And so I want to ask you today. I'll probably already over time. Is it noon yet? All right. I told him at the passion play last night. I told on y'all at the passion play last night. I said. Y'all look a lot like the folks that go to my church. And I said you know what they do. When I say what time is it. They all yell noon. So later in the evening I said. It's getting close to start the passion play. What time is it? About half of them yelled, noon. <laughs> but I've got some points I want to give you this morning that I really believe this with all my heart. No matter what age, no matter what obstacle you're facing, 
Vote for Jesus. Vote for Jesus in your family, in your life, on Sundays, at the ballot box. Now, Jesus isn't running, so I'm going to have to vote Trump. <laughs> I thought surely that would get a bigger laugh than that. You see what I'm trying to say. You've got a spiritual life. You've got a flesh life. They need to get in tune. There is not one human being that can be Jesus Christ. And frankly, I don't like when people say, oh, you're a Trump follower or Trump worshiper or all that. That's baloney. Is baloney in the Bible? <laughs> that is baloney. And you know why? Because we only worship Jesus. No one else. Only one true God. But here's what I would urge you as Christians throughout your whole life, no matter who's on the ballot, I would ask you to vote for faith and freedom over fear and bondage. Every time, every time, vote for God's plan for the family rather than pagan, wicked, satanic perversion that traps so many of people we love. People we love. God can deliver you from whatever you're caught up in. We don't hate people, but we hate that sin has got people we love trapped. And the blood of Jesus is what can break those chains. Vote for Yahweh, Jehovah, Yeshua, not Allah. Allah is the devil. Amen. He is not God. Don't let that college professor lie to you. Allah was the God of the moon. That's where that came from. They called the moon God. And, they, and the word they used for God was Allah. Allah is not God. Allah is the devil. He is one of the most powerful demons. Probably the most powerful demon under Satan under Lucifer. And he does not want good for you and your family. He wants you to believe the Koran, which is a lie. He wants to send jihadists all over the world to chop heads of those who don't believe. He wants to totally destroy our economy, our oil industry, and everything we've got going. That is what Satan wants, and Allah is evil. So what do we do? We don't go kill Muslims. We go lead them to Jesus. By the hundreds of thousands. Because they are trapped and they know it. By law, they have to worship a certain way. By law, they have to give a certain amount. By law, they cannot even read documents about our one true living God. 
That's evil. Vote against it. Any candidate that's for that, vote against them. Anybody that promotes Islam, vote them out, kick them out of office. Pray for them, love them, and win them to Jesus. Vote for Jesus. Vote for life over death. God hates killing babies. It is an abomination to God. He hates it. He doesn't hate the people. He hates the action. God hates killing babies. If you have done that in the past, God has forgiven you. He's given you new life. He's got that baby in his arms. He's, don't beat yourself up the rest of your life. Everybody in here has done something wrong and God's forgiven us. But we cannot stand up for killing babies or we are not Christians. Don't fool yourself it's about a woman's body. That baby inside has a body. There are extenuating circumstances and I fully agree that you can't lump it all into one big category. You've got to take consideration for specific cases. But overall, 98, 99% of abortion in America is for convenience, prosperity, or some type of emotional pressure. And God will help you if you choose to have that baby and give him to someone who really wants a baby. You know, if that child becomes a ward of the state, it's free to adopt a child through the state. You hear it all the time. Well, you can't afford to adopt a child. It's free to adopt a child from the state. Most people don't even know that because our system doesn't want us to know it. Choose life over death. Judges who will uphold life. This is very scriptural, by the way. You may say I'm being political, but I'm not. All throughout the Old Testament, he wanted godly judges to make these decisions for the people. He still does. Choose patriotism over personal gain. Do you know... George Washington was the wealthiest, probably the wealthiest man in America at his time. In fact, he was, uh, if he was alive today with the same wealth, uh, per, well, pro rata, if you could say the wealth he had then worth, he would be the wealthiest man in America today. You know what he did with his wealth? He didn't sell us out to Britain to get more wealth. He didn't sell us out to France to get more wealth. He didn't go buy bigger and bigger houses all over the world with dirty money that he got from other countries and given our country away. He didn't do that. You know what he did? He used his own personal wealth to fund the Revolutionary War. And he led the troops. And when the government got low, he almost ran out of his money. And other people started pitching in. But he gave almost every material thing he had so that we could choose freedom. 
That's the kind of leaders we need. And we need to stop making it about popularity. It needs to be about patriotism over personal gain. Our founding fathers wrote the Constitution so that the Bible and freedom of religion and freedom of speech would be protected and freedom of, to bear arms. Every civilization in modern history that has fallen, the first thing that they did was take away their guns. They're not getting my guns. I might give them one little pea shooter just to make them go home. But they ain't going to find my guns. In America, we got to stick to our guns. We got to stick to our Bible. We got to vote for Jesus. I want law and order over anarchy. I want leaders who will stop the riots. But most of all, I want you to choose heaven over hell. Jesus over Satan. You know, I look back and I voted the wrong way a lot of times. Anybody else? Hindsight? I think we all have, right? And so that's not a sure thing, but the Bible is a sure thing. Heaven is a sure thing. Hell is a sure thing. Jesus is a sure thing and Satan is going to hell and he's going to take as many with him as he can and I would ask you today the only thing that can forgive America for the blood of millions of babies is the blood of Jesus Christ the only thing that can forgive me of my sins is the blood of Jesus Christ. I vote for heaven. I vote for the Bible. I vote for Jesus. Would you stand with me?